Hello, Masters in the Making. I'm your host, Mike Miller, and I want to welcome you to Simple Self Mastery. Simple Self Mastery is a self-help podcast dedicated to giving you the best in health, wealth, love, happiness, and a little peace of mind five days a week. I'm excited and honored to introduce our, our guests today, Marissa and AJ Armstrong. Uh, they both have their own episode in Simple Self Mastery. AJ was on business and Marissa with fitness, and I'm so honored to have them both here today to talk about relationships. So welcome, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Yes, thank you again. This is super exciting to have you guys both on the show. Um, it's a first for, for me here. So we talked a little bit in the pre-interview chat. We're going to jump right into it. But something we, we spoke about, which is something I want our listeners to talk about, is um, energy. Um, one of the ways I start my interviews typically is you know, where focus goes, energy flows. Um, and right now, I want to talk to you both about that energy, um, that masculine and feminine, how you both kind of balance that in your relationships and in your lives. Absolutely, man. So, yeah, so I work with I work with a spiritual life coach that helps me. He's really spent a lot of 2017 helping us kind of manage our relationship because Marissa and I were just, you know, we we're newlyweds and we had our own different systems and our different ways of going about things. And we were also entrepreneurs starting up companies each individually on our own. And it was this masculine and feminine energy and studying how this masculine and feminine energy worked that really, I think, allowed us to flow and each allow us individually to step into our own powers. So like, for example, like the masculine energy we talk about all the time, it's not necessarily if you're a man or a woman, it's not, it doesn't mean anything like that. What it means is it's kind of more of like the analytical side. It's more of the black and white. It's more of the rules. It's more of this kind of like dominating style that's been kind of traditional and analytical. When you have the feminine energy that moves a little bit more freely, it's based off of intuition, emotion, creativity. It's about moving into the clouds and kind of grabbing these unique ideas. And each person individually has a certain level of masculine or feminine energy within them. They're, they vary depending on the human being. And when you start to, when you get married or you're in a relationship long term, your energies start to merge together and you become one and you need to find the balance within yourself again, which changes. And that was our challenge in 2017 was finding out what that was, because individually, a lot of times people are pretty balanced. They have their own systems of how they like to express their creativity and they have their own systems about how they like to go about more masculine, mundane, analytical tasks. But when you merge with another person, it becomes a lot more challenging. So that was a little bit about the masculine and feminine that we had to go through and um, building our own businesses off of it. It was like really kind of a unique experience because there's a lot of different ways you can go about it. So that was that was kind of our challenge last year. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's important that masters in the making get a sense of that. You know, there is this masculine and feminine energy, as you said, within each of us. And the masculine is the order and the, the female, the feminine is the creativity and the, the, ener the um, easy energy, relaxed energy. And so uh, you mentioned it. But so how do you guys personally as a couple – um, balance the two? How do you, without butting heads, I mean, because we each have both the masculine and feminine within us, how do you kind of make that work for the two of you? Like, what is one thing that our listeners can take with their own um, partners to help balance that out? Sure. And I think we can both speak from experience that we needed to tap into our less dominant energy. So for myself, I really need to tap into my masculine. And for AJ, he really needs to tap into his feminine. So funny story how AJ actually got introduced to his spiritual life coach is 
you know, my feminine ways, I was listening to a bunch of podcasts, Facebook lives of all these very um, feminine people and how they listen to their intuition, how they're very spiritual in their journaling and manifesting. So I ran into this awesome Facebook live by Ryan Yacomi. And I was just totally sucked into his message and the way he could manifest things around him and the energy he was giving off was just amazing. So I was, I think, uh, what was it at the time? I mean, it was a little more than a year, year and a, a little more than a year ago that I was watching these Facebook lives and the entire time I'm like, oh my goodness, AJ needs this. Like he could absolutely use this. He's so stuck in his head. He's running his numbers. He's getting lost in his thoughts. He's just, you know, on a hamster wheel going a mile a minute and nothing is really grounding him or to the point where he can finally step out of his head, drop into his heart and kind of use a little bit of his intuition to move forward in the direction he wants to start his business. So when I first introduced AJ to Ryan, he was just like, what? Like, what is going on? What yeah, does sure. he do? What What are you trying? What do you sign me up for? <laughs> I actually signed him up for a 20-minute coaching call, put his email in, and it showed up in his inbox about an wow. hour later. <laughs> and I said, you're doing this. Just jump on the call. It's totally free. He's awesome. AJ had no idea what he was in for because he never watched a Facebook live, wasn't even friends with them on Facebook. So he jumped on that 20 minute call and what was funny, the like, rest is history. <laughs> what was funny too, because like on the call, it, I, I started talking about, I'm like, okay, like just, you know, I, I get it. Life coaching, like I was always into kind of that self-development, self-mastery kind of piece of it. I'm like, okay, I get it. What's the price? And, you know, he spit out some number. It was like close to a thousand bucks. And right away, I'm just like, okay, what's my ROI for spending $1,000 a month on this? Like, what are you going to get me in a year? It's better be more than $12,000 a year, you know? And then he was just like, yeah, that, that, that's that's pretty linear. That's pretty linear of you. And I'm just like, what the hell does he mean? Yeah, well, pretty linear. Yeah. And what he, was, what he was getting to is it's like, yeah, like it doesn't necessarily have to move in the direction that you were taught. It doesn't have to follow the systematic flow that you're just going to get a return on your investment that you're going to put an investment into a fund that you're going to do this. But it's about tapping into the, your kind of your ideas, your intuition, your creative soul, and then expressing that. And by expressing that soul and expressing value and putting value into the world, you're going to start to see money come back in different ways that you ever would have thought. And the money doesn't come back in monthly payments. It doesn't come back in interest. It comes back in these weird lump sums that just hit you out of nowhere because you were living in alignment with your purpose. That is what I took a long time to learn, but I never would have gotten there if Marissa didn't use her. I call her my intuitive roadmap because she's like kind of like when you go with like Alaskan hounds on thin ice and they can like <laughs> sense it. Like that's like what Marissa does. She can just like feel her way. She's got like a superpower. So I, now I just listen to her when she tells me, oh, it's, I'm my gut is telling me to do this. I'll be like, okay. That's probably right because that usually works out. So like, sure. yeah, that's a good example of just, you know, how I was able to tap into my feminine this way. But then she was also able to tap into her masculine. It, it took the burden and the stress off of me because there, there's only a certain amount of energy for either one. So if for what, all the masculine that Marissa lacked, I had to overcompensate. But I am most powerful in my feminine. 
I am really good with creativity, with ideas. Like I'm an aspiring filmmaker. I'm an aspiring author. Like these, that's the end state for me. I do a lot of life coaching. I do podcasts. I do stuff like that on the side. But what that's setting me up for is this future that I can build off of my ideas, off of my creativity. I wasn't able to do that because my masculine was dominating. I mean, just the household chores, just the, the books, the budgeting, the, the bookkeeping, um, trying to start these businesses, trying to just do like tasks, like individual tasks that just need to get done. And it was a lot, and once Marissa was able to take some of that off of my plate, I was able to take some of her feminine energy and then I was able to soar and she could take those masculine skills, refine her feminine skills, and then she was able to soar. So we balanced out. And that was the game of 2017. Absolutely. I love it. I mean, it's all about, like you're saying, the balance. And I think that's that, you know, thank you for sharing that story between you two. I mean, it's all about that give and take and putting things out, uh, masters in the making into the world and having them kind of manifest there and then come back to you in really unknown and unexpected ways. Um, I'm super excited to be talking to Ryan uh, Thursday. I'm going to be interviewing him then. And uh, I've spoken to some other spiritual healers and, and teachers on the show. And it's, it's really amazing to see that the that talk of energy and that talk of manifestation and kind of where it's brought you to and where it brings others. So masters in the making, take take note of that. You know, what you put out will come back to you in some way or another. Uh, I want to shift gear, get gears here a little bit. Um, so like we spoke about in the, in the pre-interview chat, your entrepreneurial journeys, you both have separate businesses and one that you work together on how do you kind of manage that love and respect and also that um, career and financial obligations how do you kind of manage and balance those two things together so I guess our biggest thing we are learning to do right now is to surrender into the experience to surrender into the journey to surrender to our goals and what our end state looks like And what surrender really means for us is asking for help. So I absolutely hate doing any household chores, especially when it comes to cleaning. And I felt that as a burden to myself and to my business. And I was just putting way too much energy doing very miscellaneous housework. So I guess for us to even balance that out between the two of us, between our businesses. We've outsourced so much um, between our cooking, our cleaning. Yeah, we got to back this our- up. So basically, the problem with the two of us was that like we were we were expecting each other to fill in certain roles yes. because like our so like Marissa's parents were like cut and white, like cut and paste from the 50s into this world. Mom did all the inside stuff. Dad did all the outside stuff. Mom did all the cooking and cleaning. Dad did all the fixing stuff. Right. So like mom was a homemaker. Dad was just pure businessman. What what Marissa and I found out was that we both like to live in the world of ideas and we don't like anything tedious or necessarily orderly. And we were both expecting the other person to fill in that gap all the time. So like anything from like just mail and chores and things around the house, we just both didn't like those. And we were, it took us like a year until we figured out that we're like, we're both expecting each other to clean up the house every day. We're both expecting each other to go outside and fix something. We're both expecting each other to do like the landscaping and the yard work and stuff. So we looked at it as an investment and this goes in like a whole nother other philosophy that I have about like 
understanding your hourly value and when to outsource and when not to. But this is an, uh, another piece of it was that we wanted to find all those skills that we both didn't want to do that we needed to use to just sustain a household because this is all new to us, owning a house, a giant piece of property on the lake. It's pretty high maintenance. And we just started to outsource these different things. We hired an assistant. We hired a house assistant. We hired um, some landscapers to do some work for us. We hire a neighbor kid to plow our snow on our driveway. I mean, all these things that we were expecting each other to do, we outsourced because we knew then we could focus in on what we like to do, which is our ideas and our relationship. So that was just one example, I think, of sure. what Marissa was kind of getting at. You know, it's like it, it took us a while to figure that out. But yeah. now we can like just relax at home and just be with each other, you know. And what? so let's backtrack a little bit. Like what? was the moment when you when you both realized, you know, I don't like doing this and neither do you. Let's communicate and figure out an alternative. Like what was when was that moment? And it how did probably you... like it was probably like a couple months ago. I'd say like 3 or 4 months ago. Yeah. I guess for me the breaking point was the cat litter, that's for sure. Where like AJ literally out. had two jobs in the house at this point um, up until I really started p- fully investing my time into my business. And that was to clean the cat litter and to clean the toilets. Once the cat litter was completely taken out of control and unbearable to handle, I guess, in the home anymore, I went out and bought an automatic cleaning cat litter, which was like the best thing in the world. And that was definitely our breaking point of like, wow, what else can we start outsourcing if we can outsource our cat litter <laughs> to this machine that cleans it for us, for you know, um, itself. So that 100% was a, uh, you know, a nice little fight and breaking point. That's for sure. Um, but just kind of working through that. And I think we've found that along the way, the more we've um, created and brought money into our lives, the more we've outsourced everything else around us. And like AJ said, it's for us, it's worth it because now we have time to spend with each other. We have time to talk about more ideas. We have time to be more creative than worrying about if the bathrooms were cleaned or if we need to mop the floors or if the lawn outside, you know, looks proper for our neighbors. So just by doing those small outsourcing, we just have more time to spend with one another. And that's exactly what we want to be doing instead of all these other miscellaneous tasks on top of working 40 hours plus a week for both of us. Yeah, I, I talk about this all the time with my coaching, too. It's I call it the triple constraint of life and it's energy, money and time. And those are the things that you have available to invest. And I think one of the big things that, that helps a relationship is spending time with each other and actually being able to use time as an asset to, you know, heal your relationship or spend, you know, just those good moments and good experiences with each other. But if you can't create that time, it's very difficult to spend it with each other. And then you run into that tag teaming, you know, kind of couple that comes in, they work different shifts, they work different hours, they work all these different things because they haven't structured their life and set it up to have time to be with each other or to go on the vacations or to do the things that actually make it fun. So it's like we wanted to outsource all these different things that were taking up our time so we can use our time differently. And one of them is for relationships. Sure. And I know we, we mentioned uh, in the pre is um, talk about, uh, you know, you say spending time with one another. And obviously that what comes with that is love and respect. And something to AJ that you mentioned was kind of rising into y- your own power as a um, as a couple. And like, can you explain that a little bit? Like, how do you kind of. Uh, incorporate that into your relationship and that giving each other that love, respect and space that you need. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. So 
this kind of came about because and when I'm sometimes when I'm on a call and I usually do a free 20 minute call with my coaching clients and I'll I'll be talking to them and they'll be all ready to sign up, ready to change their life, ready to take the next step. But then they'll run into, oh, I got to go talk to my wife or I got to go talk to my husband or I got to go talk to my boyfriend or whatever it is at the time. And in that moment, usually the husband, the wife or the boyfriend will shut them down with some type of linear style thinking, just the same thing that I ran into with my coaching. Oh, you can't be spending six ninety nine a month or whatever the price is because of X, Y, and Z. And what the root cause of the issue isn't the money, because if the dream is there, the dream is available. It's not the money. It's the other person that's not allowing their significant other to step into their power and go on the entrepreneurial journey within their own style. And that is what Marissa and I had to learn about each other. So the first thing was love and respect, right? So women want to be loved, men want to be validated. And this is just in general, it's, it always changes depending on the individual, obviously, but in general, men want to be validated, women want to be loved. And that comes down to the old biblical verse of love and respect. And it said, if you can respect your husbands and men can love their wives unconditionally and show it to each other, you can allow each other to step into their power on their entrepreneurial journey. What is their style? Marissa's was the feminine style. I look at Marissa's accounting and bookkeeping systems and I almost have a heart attack or I tell her how she needs to come up with a marketing plan with a unique value proposition, mission statement and actually drive forward. But she's like, no, I just feel it that this is the direction I need to go. <laughs> so I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't understand how that works, but I know that that's in her power. So I allow her to be in her power and experiment with that style because there's no wrong way to go about it. I think if, you, if anybody watches the show Shark Tank, you see like um, Kevin is the one guy on the show and he does things very masculine. He's very disciplined investor. He has all these rules about how many sales and the different percentages that he uses to invest. And if you look at like Barbara Corcoran, she's like someone that invests off of the person and the intuition and she follows her what her gut is telling her. She does everything off of that instinct. That's kind of how Marissa, she's more like Barbara. She can follow that and it's still, and these two people are still multimillionaires, maybe yeah. even billionaires, and, and they both have very different styles. There's no right or wrong way to do it, but it's about allowing your spouse, allowing your significant other to step into their own style and be in their own power and then that is what they're gonna end up being successful doing. But you gotta allow each other to do it. And don't get us wrong, like it took a while for us to really realize that about one another. We had no idea we had feminine, masculine. We're like, what, what are you talking about? These energies. And I just did things so differently that I felt like I needed to be more like AJ. I felt like I needed to start reading all these very masculine books that I would sit down and read for maybe five minutes and I would just be totally lost. Lost in my own head of just not paying attention, not interested, I could not relate to these people. And then AJ would just get so mad at me because, you know, I needed to learn the numbers. I needed to learn the analytics behind it, the statistics, you know, all these very detail, number-oriented um, I don't know, processes sure. that I just could not adapt myself to. I could not relate to. So once he kind of let me into like my flowing feminine and bring that into my business and, you know, do my own style, that's when I really flourished. That's when my business when really took off. Really. Yeah. That's yeah. when absolutely we both had that breakthrough. Like, wow. Like money just started showing up and it was just the weird, like I it didn't make any sense to me. I'm like, there was no plan. There was no strategy. It just started showing up because Marissa was doing what felt right. 
and it was crazy how it was working. So it's like just very different styles about how we go about making making money and using it in your entrepreneurial journey. Me, I try to make sure like in real estate deals that the deals are right, that the deals make sense. But then there is tapping into that intuitive piece of me that I want to make sure that my gut is also telling it to me. So like I've learned that from Marissa. I've felt that from Marissa. And then Marissa's also taken these pieces of how to analyze a business and break out your checking statements and all these different things and how to pay employees now because she's taking on employees already and all this different stuff for me. So it's like we, we're able to balance out. And that's what was really, I think, the breakthrough for us as a couple was that balancing out. I was blaming her in 2017 for not making money. I was on my hands and knees, like just we were, it's so many financial struggles up and down. Where I was like yelling at her, telling her, look, you need to start figuring out how to make money. But really, if I would have just taken that pressure off of her and allowed her to think the way she wanted to think and be in her feminine and find her purpose that way, that's what was going to make the money not just going out and figuring it out because that's how I would have solved the problem. That's not how she, she solves the problem, you know? And so. it was a solid year of back and forth, back and forth before we finally got to that center point where I saw what he needed to do. He understood and saw what I needed to do. And that's where we are today. Awesome. You know, and thank you for sharing that. So, you know, it's, it's awesome that you guys talking about that balance and kind of giving each other that masculine, that feminine and like working together in unison to kind of uh, succeed. And, and it was so, it's so inspiring to hear that you guys kind of were having some troubles and some difficulties and kind of let each other be and, and do their own thing. And then you guys kind of came together and really uh, made some awesome things happen. So now I have a question for the, each of each one of you, um, AJ, for you, like what's one thing um, a man can do to access his masculine energy and for Marissa, for you, like, what's one thing a woman can do to access their feminine? Because sometimes, um, whether we're in a, in a relationship or we're single, whatever the case may be, um, we tend to lean towards one energy or the other. Um, and sometimes it's hard to figure out where, which direction to go in. But for, for you guys, like, what's one thing that you can each do and that our listeners can do to access that energy inside of them? Yeah. So, I mean, you can call it, you can call it old school, you can call it whatever you want, but I, I have a belief that internally it's, it's the man's mission to be the protector, to be the hero and the hero in the journey. And it, and if you read, um, I think it's Dave Dita, the man, the way of the superior man, he talks about the man mission and it's about understanding your man mission, understanding your purpose as a man, understanding the dominance within you, the testosterone within you and allowing it to succumb and appreciating the love and the beauty of a woman for what she is and for what she's valuable and allowing her to step into her power and putting her up on this pedestal of beauty. So being a man is allowing the woman to be in her feminine, to be this piece of um, just Art really is what she is, and she's just so beautiful and poetic in every single way, and it's allowing her to live that way. And then being the man, being the protector, being the shield, and being the hero, and taking charge of your life and going on the hero's journey, that was what I think every man should do. And that's the advice I would give, is just understanding your man mission, and don't let anything stop you on your mission. Don't let anything stop you because the woman that you're with, if you are treating her well and you are loving her dearly, she will understand your mission. She'll understand your soul and she'll find out that her mission is directly aligned with your mission as well. I don't know, Marissa, do you have anything to say to that? Yeah. So when you're really tapping into your feminine, that is when you're dropping from your head down into your heart. So a lot of women 
are control freaks. They're micromanagers. They need to be telling their man what to do every minute of the day. And I kind of got lost in that for a little bit where I became this very bossy wife. And I don't know where this came from. I thought I thought maybe it was my masculine kind of coming out in me that wasn't natural for me because I am such a feminine person who typically does go with the flow, kind of lets AJ uh, does what he wants. So a lot of my girlfriends are very masculine by nature because they are just so wrapped up in their head. They're wrapped up within all these very micromanaging, control freak mindsets to where if they just stepped stepped away and dropped down from their head to their heart, they would finally be in touch with their in touch with their feminine side be able to breathe, be able to be creative, be able to start looking at the world in a different sense, looking at the world with more of a faithful view than being so fearful of what's going on. So that is what I am all about, turning fear into faith, dropping from your head down into your heart to where you are so tapped into your feminine side that you don't fear the world around you, actually embrace the situation you're in. You don't fear that, hey, you may lose your job next week. You actually maybe embrace that and say, you know what, that might be for the better. What is my next step in life? So that is kind of the way I look at things, almost from a very perpetual optimistic viewpoint too, I would say, is also very feminine as well. So my one tip to really step into your feminine is dropping from your head down into your heart, start serving people, loving on people, and you will start flowing through life instead of being so forceful. And for a lot of women, that's not natural. They get so caught up in their head. They're on this hamster wheel of life and they don't know what stage, you know, step to take next. They have anxiety. They might, you know, have some kind of depression, may feel very anxious. It's all about stepping away being in a place of service, being in a place of love, and taking that next step that's that very flowing, aligned step. Yeah, and I think, I think sometimes, well, like I know with a lot of your friends, a lot of times they're, they don't want, kind of like when I didn't really want to be in the masculine and I was wanting to be in the feminine. So I'm very creative by nature. I really want to be, I really wanted to get more of the feminine energy within me. I think the same thing was happening to your friends, but the opposite, like, or this actually the same thing. They wanted to be in the feminine, but they had these husbands or they had these boyfriends or they had these fiancés that just would not step into their own masculine. They would not take control of their journey. They would not take control of their life and their mission and their passion and their purpose. And that, I think, was what wasn't allowing Marissa's friends to balance out. It wasn't allowing them to drop from their head to their heart. They were overcompensating and they weren't balanced. Is because the man was living in the feminine and he wasn't taking control. But I think you just got to whatever that style is, whatever the balance of energy is within your relationship, you need to make sure that you're respecting the other person in that balance. Is somebody overcompensating in the masculine or do they want to be in the masculine? That's the difference I think you need to make. Like some people just want to. They just want to have children at 35 years old, but then their boyfriend or their husband or whatever just will not get off his butt and live within his purpose and do anything and take control of his life. So it's like they feel like they're overcompensating when they're lying to themselves. I think you need to talk to yourself and understand intuitively, am I overcompensating in masculine or feminine energy or not? What level does my does my significant other need to balance within me? Yes, absolutely. That I think is the big difference. Great. You know, and masters in the making uh, take – take special attention to that. I love, you know, that balance and that um, kind of being self-aware of your own energy. And 
whether or not you're compensating for something, an, an opposite energy, and, and really realizing for the masculine your purpose and your journey, and as the feminine, kind of going from your head to your heart. Those are both critically important, and it's important for us to realize and for everyone listening to kind of be aware of the energy existing within you and how you can kind of balance that out with your partner or and, and with yourself. Uh, that's a, such an important thing to keep in mind. So we're, we're approaching home plate here. Um, for, for you guys, I know you mentioned The Way of the Superior Man, which is an awesome read, but is there any other books that you can recommend to our listeners to help um, solidify and build upon their relationships? Yeah, I got one off the tip of my head just really quick. Um, uh, it's a, it's a, I think it's Craig Groschel is his last name. Yes. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Craig Groschel. He, he wrote um, From This Day Forward, and that's just a it's a Christian-based book. If you're a Christian or spiritual person, I highly recommend it because it just kind of gives you some general guidelines and rules just in a relationship, you know, how to fight fair, how to really understand each other, like to meditate, to pray, to talk, to communicate to each other and just kind of have that relationship going in those open channels. Um, I, I would recommend that book for sure as far as relationship goes. Awesome. And, Actually, yeah, go for it. I think AJ just nailed it on the head because that is the book that actually completely transformed our lives. I read it. I highlighted what I thought was really important, put some notes in it, had AJ read it, and he did the same. So he saw my highlighted verses and my notes that I took down in the book, and then he read it after me. And that book completely changed our lives. We were just newly engaged. I was actually gifted this book from a coworker that I barely knew. And she was like, it changed my husband and my relationship. And I, you know, can only imagine what it'll do for your future relationship with your future husband. And I was like, wow, thank you. And I barely knew this woman. Maybe I knew her for a month before I ended up moving to El Paso, Texas uh, with my fiance at the time. And it completely changed our world. And we took a step back and looked at our relationship. We're like, wow. All right. Now we truly understand, you know, what the other person is looking for, how I can be the best wife one day, how he can be the best husband. And obviously that book didn't have all the answers because, you know, there's always some things you got to work out along the way during the journey. But that book was amazing. And I think AJ completely nailed that one on the head because it was a game changer for us. And what's the title of that one more time? From This Day Forward. From This Day Forward. Awesome. I love it. Well, so, um, is there any parting piece of guidance or any uh, last words you kind of want to give to our listeners, uh, any advice, tips that they can take with them before we uh, say goodbye? Yeah, I think the, the biggest one is just to communicate and back to love and respect. Just husbands, love your wife. Wives, respect your husband because men want to be validated and women want to be loved. I think if you can understand that and at least be open to suggestion and just loving is an action Loving is not a feeling. Loving is not an adjective like we were taught. Loving is an action. You need to physically exert energy out of your soul to love somebody. And it's, it's something that you need to actually do. And that, there's no choice within it. Husbands, you have to love your wife. You have to do it as an action. That's, one, that's the last piece I'd have on that. And again, I completely, I completely agree with that. And I also think that for a woman too, don't be afraid to step into your own personal power. And for men as well, don't be afraid to step into your own personal power. You each have an individual gift to give to this world. The other person may not understand it at first, but 
the more you take the action steps towards that goal and the your significant other sees you accomplishing it, sees you lighting up when you talk about your entrepreneurial journey or your overall goal and they see the success in your eyes and in your ability and what you're doing, keep moving forward. Keep after it because the other person will eventually understand. And if they don't, then maybe they're not the right person for you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Just to be a little brutally honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but keep moving after it because if you're not going to step into your personal power with, you know, this your significant other by your side, then I don't know what is what is your purpose? What is your place there in that relationship? I love it. Keep moving forward with love and respect. Thank you AJ Marissa. Masters in the making. Go check out simpleselfmastery.com. Type in Marissa and AJ in the search. It'll shoot you over to the show notes page of today's podcast for links, resources, all that fun stuff of what Marissa and AJ and I talked about today. Uh, Marissa and AJ, I want to thank you guys for sharing your time and your journey with all of us here at Simple Self Mastery. You guys rocked the mic and shared a ton of value today. Thank you, and we will catch you later. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode of Simple Self Mastery, please show your support by subscribing, leave a five-star rating, and a review. It is my honor and privilege to provide you with high-value, free content five days a week, and I'd be humbled by your support. Keep learning, keep listening, and keep working towards your own personal self-mastery. Thanks, and we'll catch you later.